This is Prophecy Zone Radio. Entering the prophecy zone where truth will be reviled. You're entering the zone where truth is more stranger than fiction. You're entering the zone where you'll find that good is evil, blue is red, black is white, and truth alive. You're entering the zone where you'll find that every human is in a race of his or her soul, and truth is more stranger than fiction. Wars. The mark of the beast, Israel, the European superstate, the rapture of the church. And more. Don't be afraid to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Your end time watchman. Bringing you light in a dark world. Where truth is rivaled with a lie. And the Matrix is normal life. Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud, with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. So be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days, so you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone, the prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy, so you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Prophecy Zone. This is Phil Armstrong. Every time uh, President Obama goes and uh, puts his ideas in against the uh, nation of Israel, things happen to our country. Uh, a lot of people would ask the question, is this judgment from God? Are these people wicked that lives in these places, these tornadoes are hidden? Well, if you think that, then uh, you have major problems yourself. <laughs> As a nation, uh, we have forgotten God, period. No matter if you live on the East Coast, West Coast, North, South, uh, of the Himalayas, or <laughs> this kid. Uh, it doesn't matter. We still sinners. We we brought with a price, and we have to acknowledge God. And if we don't see ourselves, what did it say in John, First John one nine? Um, we have to see ourselves as as what, the way God sees us. First of all, God loves us, um, but the cross is more important to restore us back to Christ. Uh, there's only one meteor between God and man. It's First Timothy two five. Uh, there's only one way to get to God, and that's Jesus Christ. Uh, so he he came to restore us back to himself. And now we have false prophets going around making the cross look insignificant or needless to say, very needless in our culture. The cross is the most, uh, 
Warren statement on tattoos and shirts and buildings. Jesus died on the cross to bring us back to the Father. We are not to uh, honor images of the cross. We are to honor what Jesus did on the cross. He paved the penalty for our sins, and now we have an opportunity to get back to God through that cross and what he did on the cross. <laughs> there are men and women who are preaching that Jesus didn't pay the price on the cross. He actually went down to hell uh, and paid the penalty for our sins. And there's other people who are preaching that, hey, uh, you don't have to accept Jesus. You just have to uh, acknowledge God, whatever God you want to acknowledge. And that way, that Jesus will get a, get together with the other gods, and they will come out of the, you know, as they convene out of the, the God's judgment uh, palace, they will come with the verdict. Everybody gets in, free of charge. No one, there is no you know, penalty or price to pay. Uh, that's what I want to talk to you about today. But I, I want to start off with Second Peter chapter 3. And um, verse 1, it goes, But there were false prophets among the people, even as there should be false prophets among you, who probably should br privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that brought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. So these guys, they bring in, now so they, they eventually know that they're going to bring in heresies. Now I'm pretty sure there are people who, there are pastors who started off uh, right and ended up being uh, wrong. But this is addressing people who come in privately uh, to scout out the camp and then break into heresy. It says in verse 2, And many should follow their pernicious ways. If we looked at Harold Camping, he had a lot of people following him. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I'm going to touch on some something right away. Uh, this little thing, that just a big thing that just happened with Harold Camping, uh, plus all the events that are taking place in, in the world today is streaming off the pages of Bible. So if you are a student of Bible prophecy or a student of the word, this should be the, the things, the events that are taking place now should be streaming at you that Christ is coming back soon. The things that we see as you listen to the prophecy zone and you enter into the zone are strange you have this old guy who should be retired by now and I'm not the judge on that he can actually Moses didn't retire until he was older but I, I have to give him, give him his props for his zeal because there's a lot of Christians that are probably criticizing 
Harold Campin and Paul and his followers, and Polly won't get off their seat to proclaim the gospel anyway because they're ashamed of the gospel. So they're just as much as guilty as he is. But the overall things that are happening with Israel, with with the Palestinians, especially with with Syria. Uh, are streaming off the Bible pages that things are going to start to heat up pretty soon. Now, I want to explain something to everybody. Just because Harold Camping did what he did, or is doing what he's doing, because he also changed his thing. Now it's October 21st, 2011. And after that, it's going to be something else. If Christ don't come back before that. <laughs> but it ain't going to be the date that he picked. But anyway, um, just because he got it wrong don't mean he's wrong that Christ is coming back soon. And 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 this is this thing, this event that just happened with Harold Campin will put a lot of church people to sleep. And I'm not talking about his members. I'm talking about people who are members of churches and congregations who don't preach Bible prophecy anyway. Might even been toying with the idea to start preaching Bible prophecy. But since Harold Campin has cleared us from the responsibility of knowing when Christ is coming back, now I believe he might come back hundreds of years from here. But the Bible tells us the things that we express about the especially unbelievers. Unbelievers express things about the Bible without knowing that they're expressing it about what is written in the Bible. For instance, the Bible prophesies that in the last days there will be people coming back saying, there is the Christ, go over there, follow, you know, he's in the cave, go get after him, or he's over here. So what, 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 what unbelievers do is if a Christian comes out and, and, and does something stupid to make the whole body looks stupid they clear themselves from any responsibility that they might have towards the word of God because of the mistakes other Christians have made so if a Christian like Harold Campin makes this major uh, blunder and a lot of people are following his pernicious ways uh, then they clear themselves, so now I can go live the way I want to live. And and not just unbelievers, church members, homosexual pastors, get up in the pool pit talking about some. You shouldn't be doing this, and then we we hear later that they're homosexuals, or we hear later that they're stealing money from the church. <laughs> so we clear ourselves, and, and 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 let me touch on this too. When you have um, preachers who are uh, caught in the act of adultery, many believers and unbelievers clear themselves because he's doing it. Well, I, 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 look at this. Look at this guy over here. Look at this pastor. He's sleeping with his congregants. So now the playing ground is leveled, and then I can go do what I want to do since he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. Now, can you, well, you actually need to blame people because 
We are responsible to God, not the pastor. We are responsible to God. Uh, we're not responsible to uh, what everybody else is doing, including the pastors. We're warned that 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 there, there should be sheep's sheep's and wolves' clothing. The Bible warns us that, so you can't clear yourself. Harold Campion said that the world's going to end tomorrow, so since it's not, and Harold Campion was wrong, so therefore Jesus is not coming back for another hundred years because he cleared us, so now let's go do what we want to do. That's basically what humans do. We clear ourselves. That's why you should never look at the way your neighbor is living for Christ. The way the person down the street is living for Christ, the preacher even, is living for Christ, supposedly, but they're not. They're doing what they want to do. They, 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 I'm going to read the rest of the scripture. Then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish my um, talk. But um, it says in verse 3, And through covetousness shall they, with French words, make merchandise of you. And we see this all the time. They, you, you come on, send, send some money. We need to, we need to build the nursery. The nursery is actually not the nursery. It's actually a bigger building with little bitty square feet that they're using to <laughs> for the nursery. But uh, covetousness, selling books. Now, ain't nothing wrong with selling books. Ain't there? Ain't nothing wrong with selling Christian books, but. <sighs> When you are uh, selling Christian books so you can buy a $7,000 silver toilet. Um, oh, let me cover something right quick. I, I've been wanting to cover this, and I apologize for actually changing the subject. Uh, but I want to cover this before I go on, and I'm probably going to cover this a few more times. Um, and, and that's on judging others. I, I, I've been wanting to do this for a while. And I'm probably going to do this on every other show, especially if I have an hour-long show. Um, I want to read Matthew uh, 7, and this is very important before we go on. And this is going to be sort of like our ministry's fifth mo uh, uh, objective, is to point out judging others. Um, the Bible did not tell us not to judge others. It just told us not to be critical and send them to hell. Or it told us to make sure you get uh, your junk and your trunk right before you go digging in somebody else's backyard. Uh, so what it says in um, chapter 7 uh, of Matthew, it says, Judge not, lest ye be judged. And people stop right there. That's all they go, as far as they can go, and they can preach a whole sermon. You get Batty Joe down the street, she can preach a whole sermon on judge not unless she be judged. But she stopped there. She failed to go any further. Stop. Don't go no further. That's why the Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. It's also my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That means distorted knowledge also. That means you don't pick up the Bible for yourself. So the Harold Camptons... And the Tony, uh, whatever, what's the guy name? Uh, Eddie Longs of the world, and the Benny Hens, and the Cruffalo Dollars, uh, they uh, fool you. I'm going to go back to Second Peter, chapter 3. But um, 
Judge not lest you be judged. We make judgments every day, folks. Uh, we make judgments every day. And uh, we are accountable to the judgments that we make uh, every day. Uh, the judgments that you make today will uh, reinforce the things that you do tomorrow. Uh, so if you are uh, making a judgment of what house you're going to buy or what car you're going to buy or where you're going to, you know, basically send your kids to college, those are big choices. But we make smaller choices that will affect the bigger choices also. So we are going to judge who your daughter brings home to date. I mean, are you seriously not going to judge that person? Well, we're not going to send them to hell, though. Well, I didn't ask you that. I'm asking, are you going to make a judgment? On, so what if your 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 daughter that's that's been doing great in school, been doing great and choosing and making choices in her life, and now she's going to become someone, bring home a thud that's so thuddish that the whole town knows about him, and he likes to shoot people and dealing drugs still. You're going to make a judgment. Okay? You're not going to just sit there and not make a judgment. But the Bible says, judge not lest ye be judged. And there, and right there, the sum of the whole, what I'm about to read, it's just in there. Judge not, judge not that ye be not judged. It, the answer is there. But people don't look for the answer there. And they show them to read nothing else. It says in verse 2, for what... For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, ye shall be measured to you again. And why beholdeth, and here's the key, and why beholdeth thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but consider not the beam that is in thy own eye? Hmm. Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me get that, pull that mote out your eye, and behold, a beam is in thy own eye. It says, Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thy eye first. Cast that beam out your eye. And then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy own eye. And unbelievers, people who are listening to this program who are not saved, don't you have relatives that like to clear you first? And don't even consider the problems that they have them on their own selves. Everybody's always trying to correct everybody. Go look in the mirror first before you correct me. I'm not saying you can't correct me. Some people that 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 has problems, uh, things junk in their trunk, has a better way of correcting the same person with the same junk in their trunk. That's not what I'm, I'm. I'm not saying you can't correct just because you got problems or you got junk in your trunk. Um. But your heart should be pure towards correcting others. Um, so the reason why I read that is because the other things that I'm about to read or read, the show is almost over, but the things that I will read in the future will let you know that, hey, this show understands that we need to come to God with a pure heart before we come and express to the audience what's what we um, are reading and interpreting from scripture. And uh, 
and I have other people that are hosts on the program that does a great job, especially Susan Pozio, does a great job of of, uh, of talking about the church world and things that are in the church world that is probably making God want to puke and spit it out of his mouth, spit us, uh, spit the church world out of his mouth. Um, in verse 2, it goes on to talk about um, for, uh, chapter, um, Second Peter chapter 2, uh, verse 4. For if God spared not the angels that sin, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, eighth person a preacher of righteousness bringing in the flood upon the whole world of ungodliness um, so people tend to think that God is not going to judge uh, the world and he, and he because he hasn't done it yet uh, and I think this is what Harold Kampen helps the devils uh, at making people Christians fall asleep and making scoffers come from the church and outside of the church saying, where is the coming, where is the promise of the coming of God? Since our forefathers fell asleep, all things are, uh, and he's going to do it again October 21st. So the, if God, Jesus does not come back soon, this guy is going to do it like three or four more times if we don't, somebody else, if death, the death man don't come to his door, death angel don't come to his door. <laughs> I'm not wishing nothing bad on this guy. I like Harold Campin. He's a, a funny dude. But uh, why do I like him? Because I like everybody. Uh, I even like my own enemies. But, but um, God is good and uh, worthy to be praised. God uh, loves people, and uh, he wants us to get out there and preach the gospel. Do not let this situation deter you into thinking that you're going to be made fun of by other people. The Bible says in Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Paul is the pronouncer here. I am not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God towards salvation. And salvation is coming soon. Um, and uh, just because, like I said before, and I will repeat this, just because uh, we have been told uh, that, uh, you know, Harold Campin is a false prophet, and we've seen that he's a false prophet our own selves, uh, and he's gotten it wrong, don't mean Jesus Christ won't come back soon. Just when we're not thinking about it. Why did he say that? Why? Why Why did God say when we least expect it? Huh. Uh, I'm trying to figure that out for myself. And I believe that, first of all, the reason why he said that is because a lot of people don't believe that there is a rapture. So whenever they're expecting it. When are they expecting Jesus to come back? At the end of the tribulation period, when the Antichrist is revealed. You know how many people don't believe that there's a rapture anymore? There's a lot of people 
who don't believe that there's a rapture. I mean, a lot of people. So if this is the case, uh, then uh, I see why people would not be expecting Christ to return. And I, I have a big problem with that uh, because we have to be prepared. And, and, and that's another thing that the churches are not teaching is preparation for Christ's return because he's not coming back for another 100 years. So what I what we want you to do is don't feel bad about your sin. Feel good about your sin. Feel feel okay. God God is going to forgive, which is true. And I, I love the partial truth in, in the preaching of a lot of pastors. I, I, I Because it, it just... <sighs> It behooves me. Um, so God, God is not mocked. What a man so so shall he reap if we do not prepare for His coming. Uh, we're we're going to get. Uh, uh, have you ever seen a football team that don't prepare and they get blown out? Well, uh, I just uh, extended the show for about thirty minutes because I wanted to. Uh, also talk about a few more things, but uh, I'm hoping that it extends very quickly. Uh, so I, I extended it to 30 minutes, so that's what it just did. Just did. So um, I want to touch on some other things right now. I have a, a thing that's been on my heart to express um, that God wants us to have a changed life. Um there are some churches out there teaching that the cross, what Jesus did on the cross is all you need. And it's true. <laughs> we we we've we're 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 saved and we're being saved. That's that's my statement. Um what he did on the cross was the initiator of salvation. But the life that we live must be lived to Christ from here on out. And that is something I want to express to everybody out there. Um, we are responsible to heed the message of Matthews 4. And he said, listen, there's a message there. There's a message at Matthew's 4. I didn't know there was a message. I thought he was just being led up to the mountains to be tempted by Satan. Well, there's a message there. And he he said it in a nutshell. We can't expect the pastors. We've already seen the outcome of pastors in the last couple of years, folks. We can't expect the pastor to come by the house to feed us. Oh, yeah, there's the Internet. Get on the internet and listen to some pastors, but that's not my point. I'm not saying uh, church. The Bible says to not forsake the gathering and the assemblies of ourselves. So we need to be assembled together, loving the brothers. The Bible has covered that that we need to love our brothers. He says, I think give you another command, a, a second, a, a commandment to love your brothers and sisters. Love them, love them to death, um, die for them if you have to. Again. 
Well, but Jesus already died once. Uh, and you know what I mean? To die for him, to, to give your life for uh, brothers and sisters. Um, he said in verse four of Matthew, oh, chapter four, verse four of Matthew, he says, "But he said unto Satan, said unto, and he said, it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God." Now. That is an a important verse because we need to live by the Word of God. We need to obey the Word of God. See, some people, like I got a friend of mine who believe that once saved, always saved, which is actually technically true, and I'll get to that in a second, but technically wrong the way they perceive it. Um, but the Word of God, we can't go to church on Sunday live off what the pastor preached because we are already going to walk out to church and forget what, what he said, forget what we look like. What did James say? You immediately forget what you look like. You immediately forget the word unless you write it down, jot it down. And most people write it down, jot it down, and then put it on the desk and the game's lent. Uh, we are to read the word of God ourselves. We are to crunch the numbers by ourselves. We don't just hire an accountant and trust that he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. You need to be able to understand, have an understanding of the numbers, and then you'll know if some merchandise is slipping out your store. You'll know if Harold Campbell's trying to tell you something. You'll, you, you'll know if Benny Hinn's trying to tell you something. Here, here, here. There is nine Holy Spirits. Here, here, here. You'll know if he's trying to tell you something stupid. I'm going to tell you right now, God has a hand span of nine inches. Okay. <laughs> you you got to know it, folks. you got to know it. These long myths and the ideologies and, and the stories these pastors have to tell. The Bible warns against that. Just get to the point. It's good to have those stories because you're trying to make an illustration. But get to the point, folks. Get to the point, Pastor. Mr. Pa Mr. Pastor. Get to the point. So, um, what did I say I was going to go back and, and, and I got to remember what I just said. I was going to go back and, uh, and, and, and illustrate. I hope I can remember what I just said. But, um, in uh, Romans chapter 6, it's very important message, and the reason why this ties in the Herald Campus, and it ties in to to to, to uh, Eddie Long and, and 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 Joyce Myers, we are little gods. Uh, I know I'm a little god. I'm no little god. I, I can tell you right now, I'm not a god at all. I can tell you, I'm more god. I'm I'm so less god from here to the end of the universe. Uh, I. If, if 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 we're little gods, we don't need God. See, that's the beauty of the thing. In in the garden, what did he say to Eve? He says he's afraid. God is afraid that when you eat this, you're going to be like God. So he's been offering this thing for a long time, but he don't know. He's not telling you you're going to be on the plantation of sin. You're going to be enjoying life. You're going to be temporarily on the plantation of uh, you know. As a as a house slave, a slave to sin, because you're gonna have a good time. 
Blessed is the man that's a field slave. <laughs> you're a field slave of sin. You know, you know your sin. That's why when Jesus was sitting at the uh, sitting down with the sinners, they were able to point it out. He's, your your master sitting there with a whole bunch of sinners. Yeah, it's it's not the whale who needs a physician. It's the sick. There's a lot of people that believe that they're well in our culture. And I'll explain to you the most the most great scripture that I can tell you right now to to um, the biggest test the biggest test to see if you're right with God is the book of John um 1st John is a is a good test to see if you are in the faith, but I'm 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 going to read a little bit of um, of John right now to illustrate to you that uh, we got a lot of people uh, pointing out the bigger sins of even these pastors, but they are neglecting the sin that is in their life. Um, because the Bible says it says strictly it says in verse eight, First John. Verse 8, it says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. He's talking to everybody. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and the truth is not in us. So he's covering to us that if we say that we have no sin, uh, we make God a liar. So there are people who believe that the the the, the people who sat with Jesus, the the prostitutes and the pimps and the, you know the, the 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 tax collectors, were in the wrong, and Jesus was in the wrong because he communed with them. But Jesus was trying to say these people acknowledge. Where they at? Mary Magdalene, Mary Magdalene acknowledged where she was. She acknowledged that she was a sinner. We got people today. As long as they see Eddie Long fail, and like I said earlier, they see they see uh, Jim Haggard uh, from Colorado fail. They see uh, Harold Campin messing up. They see other Christians across the world. They clear themselves. I'm clear. I'm good. I'm in. I'm in, I'm in clear. I'm 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 good to go. You know, but you're not. You're not good to go at all. Matter of fact, we all must stand in front of God to give an account of our sins. Uh, and if we think that we have no sin, we make God a liar because all men are living a life that is separated from God. And until you acknowledge that sin, uh, you, you you're not going to be a repent, and repent means to uh, turn towards God and to uh, acknowledge that God is a rewarder to those who diligently seek Him, and um, God loves us so much that He's not going to leave us the same way that we are. And that is the truth. I'm going to take a break, and we will be right back.
just heard was an actual recording of my daughter's heartbeat within my womb. And ever since my husband Jeff saw our moving, active, vibrant daughter by way of live ultrasound image and heard her precious heartbeat within the womb, he's been horrified that we as a society legally kill our children at this stage of life. As a society, we legally kill our children. This is the greatest human rights issue of our day. To join in the conversation, Fridays, 9 to 11, visit WeKillChildren.org and find the show. That's WeKillChildren.org. We don't go blowing up people and killing our enemies because God never told us to do so, but we're literalists in our interpretation of what the Bible says. We believe it verbatim, we believe it verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and we live accordingly. So why is that so hard to believe that Muslims would do the same because the Quran puts no limitations on the violence and the war against those who stand opposed to Islam, where... The, the Bible and the New Testament, especially in grace under which we live, Jesus never mandates that we do such a thing. So, you know, they're literalists and we are literalists. Theirs causes them to be violent. Rapture Ready Radio, live on Tuesday and Saturday, and the BB Report live on Thursday. Visit www.raptureadyradio.com for more show information. My name is Phil Armstrong, and I'd like to invite y'all to join us on the Property Zone every Thursday and Sunday as we talk about the soon coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're going to talk about world events like the Mark of the Beast, Israel, Middle East peace talks, Middle East wars. We're going to be talking about things like the end-time generation that we live in because we are living in the final day. So join us on the Property Zone. Feed my people, ye have scattered my flock and driven them away. 
that have not visited them, behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doing, saith the Lord, and I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries whether I have driven them. Of course, he's talking about Israel at this moment, at this point. But a lot of the messages that are um, that that are given to us in God's Word are for uh, prophets that uh, um, do these things. Uh, the Bible also says in um, uh, Jeremiah twenty three twenty eight, the prophet that had a dream. Let him tell a dream, and he that have my word, let him speak my word faithfully. <coughs> it is important that we stick with God's words, and and um, and hopefully that dream that you have, or that vision that you have, is in line with God's word. You say, well, it's, it doesn't have to be. Well, it could be actually a new revelation, but it better be somewhere in line with God's word. Uh, don't be telling no dreams. It's all, all out there talking about the president. The next president is going to be alien of uh, the planet Shukali, uh, making up stuff. Uh, just <laughs> make sure it's according to God's word. Um, I, I'm going to uh, quickly touch on Psalms 83 war. Uh, there are wars and rumors of wars, just like I was saying earlier, that the prophecy of the end times are screaming off the Bible right about now, and uh, I, I I'm starting to see things uh, take place. But uh, like we said, we don't know when. Uh, we know it's close. Um, now, folks, let's 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 be honest here. Day and hour, no one knows the day and hour. It is different from no one knows the month and year. Um, so when we see things happen and heat up. Don't that does not mean that he's coming back that month or that year. I've seen things heat up many times and nothing has happened. Um, but the things that are happening now are stranger than the things that have happened in the past, and the things that happened a couple of about two years ago are stranger than those things that happened two years before that. So things are heating up. Um, and sometimes the quiet will come before the storm. I do believe, and I said this before, that, uh, uh, and I'm not Harold Camping, but I believe that uh, in Leviticus 23, God said that these are my feasts. The God, the Father, has expressed that these are my feasts. Jesus, and I don't understand why nobody's paying attention to this. Jesus Christ came back on the first four, his, his first uh, coming was uh, expressed by the first four feasts, uh, which is Pentecost, Feast of uh, Pentecost, uh, Unleavened Bread, First Fruits, and Passover. His second coming will be illustrated by the remaining feasts, which is Trumpets, uh, Sikor, and um, uh, Yom Kippur. Uh, these, the last three feasts will um, be uh, into play for his coming. Now, keep in mind that the Rosh Hashanah, uh, the Feast of Trumpets, is known as the holiday that no one knows the day and hour, or the uh, or the observance day for Israel that no one knows the day and hour. I'm not picking a day or nothing like that, but I'm saying that Rosh Hashanah will play a big part in the end times. I don't know where it's going to play. I'm 
I'm believing that the rapture of the church will happen. I don't know what year. Uh, I know what month. I can tell you right now, Jesus will come back for his church in September. I just don't know what September. It could be this year. It could be five years from here. It could be ten years from here. It could be 20, 50 years from here. So I, I, I'm thankful that you guys tunes in. Uh, I, I'm going to be doing a lot of my shows early in the morning. We're going to uh, go ahead and go off a little bit earlier because uh, uh, of various uh, reasons I have. <laughs> uh, but God bless everybody out there. I'm, I'm so I'm glad that y'all tuned in and and uh, and, and thank you for. Uh, Coming on, we're gonna we're gonna do a show on Thursdays and Sundays, and we're gonna do 15 minute shows early. God bless y'all. You have a wonderful day. <laughs>